Hello, welcome to Winter Dogs Bagpipe and History Podcast, the weekly show where I explore the likely repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers using historic music collections, written for bagpipes or not, uh, and played on illin pipes, highland pipes, and whistles. Let's hear some tunes. that i've got a introduction tunes um uh, i recorded about 10 minutes of me talking um about the show and the changes that were coming and uh then i erased it for some reason and since then it has been nothing but doom doom scrolly news in the university of iowa and iowa city where i live and the world in general um so what a podcast uh funny anecdote uh discussion of thingies uh, um yeah so this episode uh calling it season four episode 22 i am noticing that i have done too much work to myself so i'm not sure if uh the next episode might be a new season uh and the kind of format might change a little bit so it's a little less onerous on myself uh the tunes this week so our opening jingle there uh is you'll probably hear it for a couple of weeks anyway it's from um i think i got it first off of james aird's collection but it's uh oyster wives rant uh tune i played on the podcast a while back and just one that i really like and didn't want to leave my repertoire so it seemed like a good thing to to use on the show and uh the next one uh, some of the other tunes we're going to hear today. So the uh, I get these damn notifications. We've had the first week back in school, and uh, our case—we've been back in school for five days. Every single day this week, we've had an email from an administrator or the president blaming students for being sick rather than the fact that our university isn't doing any testing Uh, like we didn't do any mandatory testing to move back into the dorms um it's just all like it's just all crazy uh it's all absurd and death culty and so we had the first two days it were letters and emails um complaining about students getting themselves sick and how dare they and then the next day it was a letter from our president who is hiding out in his vacation home in Colorado, complaining to the community that they were getting our students sick. And yes, on Thursday, the third day of class, or fourth day of classes, they put out like an Amber Alert reminder that it is, you know, there's coronavirus out there. And if you don't put on a mask, you're going to cause the campus to close. So then again, um, you know, blaming the students for catching coronavirus. And today it was all right. Like they, they didn't, they didn't quite blame the students for getting sick, um, but then they did. They they also released the numbers today. So we have over 600 positive cases of coronavirus of students and faculty at the University of Iowa. 
no discussion of closing down campus or anything of that sort. So we're just going for it. Um, and then, <laughs> and then they, and then I, I got an email kind of telling how to encourage students to report other students for behaving inappropriately. Um, whew, it is a hell of a day. Uh, I said <laughs> last episode that I was going to record ahead of time and, um, yeah, I was I was going to record these episodes ahead of time and get a backlog for when school started, and that didn't happen. And uh, so I'm recording this the day of. So that's why I'm so bleak. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, everything's going pretty bad in the United States right now. Uh, more than a little bit. Pretty bad. <sighs> anyway, let's talk about some tunes. Um Opened up with uh, the jingle, which you'll be hearing a lot if, as the show continues, Oysterwise rant. Uh, and then the next tune, we're going to go back to border pipe tunes. Uh, one of the reasons, like the, the tune that first won me over to Matt Seattle's uh, collection of Dixon's music was Hitter Between the Legs, um, which is kind of a, a rare title for a tune generally called some version of Whooper, Hooper and Gird Her or Whipper and Gird Her. Um, it's just a hell of a tune. And uh, another one of those glorious Dixon tunes with a ton of variations, but I feel like Dixon's version really has uh, like a story in it, and so I, I like it. So I'll play that, and then I'm going to play John Goffigan, I think is how you pronounce that. Uh, another pastoral pipe set. Um, so he had the same tune, called it uh, Jig Called Whipper and Gird Her, and then we'll do Neil Gow's setting, or maybe not Neil, but Gow's setting for Hooper and Gird Her from one of his publications. And then we'll finish off with... Uh, an O'Farrell tune called Bridget My Treasure, just to get us back into O'Farrell. So let's begin with the William Dixon setting for uh, Hitter Between the Legs. This is, this is a weird, it's a weird titles, obviously. Uh, Whipper and Gird Her, Hooper and Gird Her. Um, I don't know, there's obviously loads of problematic um, titles and songs and tunes in... Um, you know, folk traditions and especially in the past. And it's kind of never know, never quite know what to do with it. My first exposure to this tune was uh, Dixon. And for some reason, Hitter Between the Legs seemed less about abuse to me than some of the other ones that are like called Whipper. But especially since my first exposure to this tune is Hitter Between the Legs. And to me, the variations kind of speak to, uh, I mean, they're in a way, some of the variations kind of imply a sort of happy lovemaking to me, as opposed to uh, some kind of battle or, or conflict or anything like that, um, or abuse. So uh, this is my first exposure to the tune, and maybe I'm reading too much, into, I'm almost certainly reading too much into it, but um, yeah, I mean, it's worth remembering that in the time that this tune was written, 1730s, I think is when Dixon's manuscript is from, like, women were invisible in the law, abuse was rampant and legal, and there's few um, few options for, for women. Oh, so it's terrible. It's, it's awfully terrible. Um, this version, though, like I said, I think, to me, there's a variation that is incredibly difficult in Dixon's setting and it sort of breaks the tune for me. Uh, I mean, it did, it, it breaks, it's, it has broken the tune for me every time I've played it. And, but what I think to me, it feels like a analog for a kind of finding yourself 
uh, in a sec like an intimate relationship with someone where you're kind of not, it's just, it's just great. The way this tune works, um, you're, it's like a chaos of not quite being in sync. I guess that's the, the best way to put it is it's as if two lovers are, are out of sync and then the last several variations demonstrates them being in sync. So you'll, you'll hear it in the, in the tune and Highland pipes, the, but it does this like syncopation gets off. Like it's, you're, you're built into these really uh, rhythmic repetitive variations and you kind of expect the note to be a place where it isn't, uh, or you can predict where the note's going to be. Like a lot of these border pipe tunes that are challenging, but you know, predictable, you, you know what they're going to do. And in this setting you, you can't like all of a sudden it's just very different. And then, but all of the variations after that, it's as if these, these lovers are out of sync and then they are in sync and have a, a glorious uh, conclusion. So like, that's my interpretation of this tune and uh, why I, I feel comfortable playing it. Um, but I don't know. There's there's definitely something to be said for playing tunes that have problematic subject matter uh, as an opportunity as like a historic musician to talk about those things. Like, it's hard to, you know, every tune has a story. Um, every tune has a story to some extent that the creator of that tune intended. And so that's, and, and then every tune also has a story for us as, as people playing and talking about these tunes in the 21st century, uh, especially like historical performers to talk about what's going on in the past when that tune exists. So like coverture, the invisibility of women in the law, rampant abuse and, you know, limited opportunities for, for women. Like that's a real thing. Uh, and, pretty terrible like we only just had the 100 year anniversary of women of, of white women having the right to vote nationwide uh in the united states like this abuse is long and uh, has been around a long time so i don't know i guess i don't feel bad uh playing these tunes uh, especially if you talk about these things and kind of draw attention to it rather than celebrate the good old days uh, which i think is the fear of, of some people that that's how they kind of play this music is celebrating a better time like this was not a better time like i'm really interested in the 18th century and 19th century but that that doesn't mean that i i want to go back there or that i think it was a better time to be around um it was obviously not like it was horrible and we've made some slight progress in some areas and that's about it uh, depending on what culture you're part of i guess uh. Whew, this podcast is just peak 2020, y'all. Just peak 2020. Um, anyway, uh, here is Hitter Between the Legs uh, from William Dixon. Big thanks to Matt Seattle uh, for doing this work on this tune. And also just Matt has sent me some very kind emails, uh, and I, I really appreciate it because it is hard uh, quite knowing where my place is in this uh, endeavor um, of, of playing old tunes, you know, trying to pull up a repertoire from the past based on written records from, you know, a medium that was mostly an oral tradition feels like there's obviously going to be some disconnects there. So my hope is that this podcast will expose you to historic tunes that uh, you might not have heard before, but if you have heard these tunes before kind of default or, or at least consider strongly the version you heard somebody perform, because chances are good that, you know, you heard it from someone that 
has like a continual line all the way back to um, people playing it as an oral tradition. Uh, I mean, maybe not, but uh, definitely don't take my versions of these tunes as gospel by any stretch of the imagination. So anyway, here is a hitter between the legs. I keep on not playing the tune. Um, so yeah, that, that part that always destroys me, I think it's the fifth variation or maybe the fourth. Um, I finally figured out like, you know, I kind of need a metronome because every time I would play it, I would change the, 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 the beats before it. And just the little like behind the scenes funny thing was, you know, I record several takes of, of several of many of these tunes. And so I already had saved hitter between the legs. And then I figured out how I could get a metronome going and my hear my headphones so it wouldn't pick up on the recording. And so the recording that I wound up using is hitter between the legs with a metronome. Um, so here is Hitter Between the Legs with a Metronome uh, by William Dixon, performed uh, by me on Highland Pipes. Okay, and one last thing. Um, so I'm recording this later, and then I'm going to re-upload the MP3. So I've already actually uploaded the episode, and it's got about 30 downloads. But um, yeah, I don't know, Matt, uh, Matt Seattle, who kind of put this amazing collection together, um, responded just saying that it should be clear that the title does not imply violence any more than Ian Dury's Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick does. Uh, I think he's he's right. Uh, I think it's telling, I think my impulse on this was correct, that, you know, this is a sexual innuendo title, and it's, um, like, that's what it is more than anything else. Uh, and I think, like, if you're going to interpret it, like, clearly I'm feeling guilty for the years I spent singing uh, body songs that are from like such a male fantasy perspective and like really go above and beyond to contribute to rape culture. Um, like that's what I'm feeling guilty for. And Hooper and Gerter got caught up in it, which is unfortunate, but, um, in my head, but if you were going to interpret this tune, uh, I think it's important to talk about, you know, women's history, um, but I think this tune is actually more interesting from a perspective of uh, like rock star history <laughs> and like, you know, conservatives in the United States right now are just reeling um, conservatives in the, in, in the traditional sense of like people that are more conservative, um, not necessarily just a political one. It happens to be pretty political the way this is splitting, but um Anyway, this, you know, the song WAP uh, is got everyone, uh, so many conservative folks, just a frizzle uh, and shocked and, uh, yeah, thinking about bagpipers and folk music as, you know, being rock music and kind of pushing barriers in the 18th century might be kind of a more interesting way to talk about it. Uh, anyway, so here is Hit Her Between the Legs with your metronome, uh, or with metronome. Hope you enjoy it.
whoop. I hate that I, I had the epiphany uh, after listening to that tune just now uh, that it would make a hell of a good duet and it would be kind of easy to do as a duet. Not easy enough for me to go do it now, um, but kind of wish I had thought of that before um, the day the podcast is supposed to come out. <laughs> so anyway, cool tune. Um, I, I don't, I feel like I've talked about this before, but I, that's the tune that made me buy the book. Um, you know, when I, I had been following and, and kind of seeing all the, the various books that Matt Seattle had put out, uh, from afar and it just, it was too far away, too expensive, um, for me to, to buy the books unseen. And I was just so excited to see, um, to see, to see these books in Olapool. Uh, and kind of looked through a couple of them that they had there, and uh, William Dixon, the the master, the master piper, nine notes that shook the world. Like looking through this one, I kept taking pictures on my phone because I was traveling, and we were going to be without a car for the last week we were in um, Scotland. So I didn't really want to buy a bunch of big bagpipe books and have to carry them around. Um, but I, I realized that I had taken like pictures of three or four of the tunes in this William Dixon book, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to buy it. Just going to buy it. It's going to be too good. Uh, but Hitter Between the Legs kind of jumped out at me as something that was interesting and uh, kind of a funny tune title at first. And it's just a really rocking tune. Um, so next, we're going to play uh, another Pastoral Pipe collection. Because I'm not quite sure how to pronounce um, John Gaffigan's name. Jaffigan? Jaffigan? Gaffigan? Um but it's a this is another tutor uh i got this from pat sky so pat sky did the the really awesome o'farrell collection and he also has done this um he's done a, a, several of these kind of old tutors that he cleans up and writes a little introduction or has somebody write a little introduction um before them and then print some but this this one is really dang cool uh it was kind of surprising it has some descriptions about how and when to use regulators that uh, it's just cool. It hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me, but basically it thinks you should just play the tune on regulators, <laughs> like not chords, but play the regulators, uh, which is nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, it would have been really interesting to, to watch, but, uh, I, I sent pictures. So Ryan, uh, Benke and I have been working on these O'Farrell duets that eventually we'll do. And one of the tunes, either live in a pipe or, uh, it's probably another one uh, Gaffigan has in here and he's just got it. He's just got it where you're supposed to play the harmony exactly as O'Farrell wrote it, except on regulators. Um, but it's pretty rare to see regulators kind of noted out. So I'll, like I said, check the, check the link in the show notes and you can kind of thumb through the book virtually. Um, but so this is a tune collection published, I think 1746. So a couple years after Dixon, a uh, book's called The Complete Tutor for the Pastoral or New Bagpipe, and also for the Union Pipes. So this has got to be a later edition, because I don't think Union Pipes became the name of Irish pipes until um, early 1800s. But yeah, 1745 or 46 is when this puppy is published. Um, and it is a cool mix of kind of Scottish and Irish and... English tunes is sort of how I remember it. Uh, ooh, yeah, going to be some cool ones coming up. I don't actually know where... I think it's published out of London, but I could be wrong. I should have... Oh, no! Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh, team. I might be wrong. Um, huh. So there's two There's two books. That's why I was confused. There's two books in here. Well, it, it's okay. That was Gaffigan. This is Gaffigan. Ooh. So I think it might actually be um, the tutor for the Irish Union Pipes. That makes sense now. Okay, so like I was saying, that name came around later. Uh, a tutor for the Irish Union Pipes. So what happened is that um, I think Pat Sky did some creative editing for the, the cover because um, this this book contains two books within it. So A Tutor for the Irish Union Pipes by Henry Colclough. Uh, Colclough? Not sure. Um, but that is the the one that has the How to Play the Regulators, where it's just play you know, the same tune in harmony. Um, the tune we're playing is from Gaffigan. And he calls it, so that's the, the book published in 1745-46, and he titles it just a jig uh, called Whipper and Gird Her. So we will check it out now. think of no better example of the importance of uh, listening to people that are, are part of an ongoing oral tradition than the fact that I'm pretty sure I've been pronouncing this poor dude's name horribly wrong. I've been saying Gaffigan, just a little bit of poking around online. Seems like Gagan is what people would call it nowadays, although there's probably a much different Irish pronunciation um, going back further. But, um, but Gagan seems to be how most people pronounce it now. Um, yeah. Anyway, good tune. <laughs> good tune and a cool resource uh, that we'll be hearing more from as we go forward. Okay, and now finally, let us listen to uh, the Scottish version of the tune, I would say, from Gao's book. So it's kind of weird. Most of my music comes from National Library of Scotland. Um, this is from the fourth collection of Strasbourg and Reels um, from by Neil Gow at Dunkeld, it says, which makes me wonder when this thing is published, but I'm, unfortunately, I'm, I'm using a Google Books version, so I don't, I don't know if I couldn't find the archive.org one that might have better information on it, um, so that's where we're, that's where we're at. Uh, a lot of times, the National Library of Scotland's dates are pretty bad, too, uh, are not pretty bad, but like they're the date of the printing 
ver- the version they have rather than, um, you know, the actual thing. <laughs> the thing that we're looking for. So, anyway, uh, this is Neil Gao's setting uh, from the fourth collection of uh, Strasbane Reels. And he calls the tune... What does he call the tune? Calls the tune Hooper and Girder. So here is Neil Gauss setting Hooper and Girder. I think I played this on whistle. So just to get uh, another tune, another kind of setting, uh, which I, I think this book, I feel like these Gao books were published in the later 18th century, but uh, I'll try to track that down and put it in the show notes if I have time or I'm successful in hunting it down. Uh, anyway, cheers. Here we go. that's that i had uh twice as many tunes pre-recorded for this episode which means uh a big switch in format has been postponed for at least another episode so uh that's good means we'll have uh, next week's episode will be pretty typical it's going to be a deep dive into uh not deep dive whatever i'm gonna play several versions of keep the country bonnie lassie and some other things to to fill her up but um, like I had said, like I've recorded this podcast or the audio for it two or three different times um, and inadvertently or intentionally deleted things. Um, this crack of it, I tell you, this is every, everything is pretty bleak uh, in, in the world right now, in the country anyway, uh, the state, university, county, everything's bad. And um, doing this podcast really cheered me up and <laughs> just thinking about these students. So I guess uh, hopefully it does the same for you, too. And my, my thought had been, if I wind up, you know, 
I know that the the key to building a podcast audience is to you know release the t- release episodes uh, mostly is just that if you release episodes reliably and at the same time you'll you'll get a listenership and um, so I've been struggling with really like what am I going to do because I have set I, 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 this is too much it's too much oftentimes um, but I wind up doing too much on every episode so I, I don't think uh, I'm gonna do my darndest to limit myself and not do these hour-long episodes um, so we're gonna keep them to around 30 minutes and that'll make less work for me but also what I might do if I'm just hurting for time is release mini episodes or I'm kind of thinking I'm thinking about exploring more 18th century popular culture in general Back when I was originally years ago, and I thought I was going to release like a, an album of 18th century bagpipe tunes, I had always thought I was going to include me singing a Robin Hood ballad, just because Robin Hood ballads are so cool, and they're such a big part of at least you know English or British um, kind of pop culture, and therefore British American pop culture. It, it seemed like a shame that those things had gone by the wayside, and also Joseph Wrightson, who you know is like one of my favorite. Um, favorite 18th century authors for just being full of snark but you know he has this great collection of robin hood tunes uh, and ballads and and stories so you might see that kind of randomly drop in in the future where i just read a robin hood story or maybe an excerpt from ocean's poems as well as some bagpipe tunes <laughs> just maybe not you know four versions of the same tune or um I think the days of, of eight tunes an episode are, are in the past for a while until I get a handle on this semester. Um, anyway, so let's go out with a an air from O'Farrell. Uh, this is called Bridget, My Treasure. Uh, just a cool tune. I recorded it months ago and kind of thought I was going to put it on an episode, so it just sat in my saved folder, like on my phone. Uh, and I, but I, I needed a tune last night after teaching on Thursdays, I teach all three of my classes. I'm teaching online, by the way, after all that discussion of how horrific our university is, um, because we're teaching in person, I should mention I'm teaching online. So other than my community and loved ones, um, and just people I care about being at risk, I'm not in immediate danger. Uh, we've been, I haven't really trusted the government to handle this well and iowa has been sort of a poster child for how not to handle the coronavirus where our governor is um refusing to let towns have a mask mandate so you're not allowed to tell your entire town that they have to wear masks so it's just you can strongly recommend but you can't enforce it or whatever um she was also saying schools couldn't teach uh, online uh she did all these horrible things our governor in order to block schools from being able to teach online if they wanted to um, because there's obviously a pretty big risk to sending a bunch of students into a classroom in a community where they are not allowed to mandate everyone wear masks um anyway so i've been really cautious this whole time i haven't been inside a store since march we've been doing curbside pickup and uh curbside pickup's great y'all like if your town has it, take advantage of it. I, in theory, I feel like that's safer for the workers too. God, it's funny, you know, part of me feels like I should talk about what's happening in the world because there's such a, a large non-American audience to this podcast, but like all this stuff, like, you know, this is not really, there's lots of countries in the world that have kind of moved beyond this stage of terror and dread and um, a little bit anyway. Anyway, so, uh, 
yeah, if you're listening from a place that's safe to do things again, just uh, know that I am happy for you, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, let's go out with uh, O'Farrell's tune, Bridget, My Treasure. And thanks for listening. And, you know, the Jill, uh, leave me a comment or a, um, you know, leave me a review on iTunes. Still sitting there with that one-star review being the only new one um, since this podcast has, has started again. So it's kind of a bummer, but um, I'm enjoying all the messages on Instagram and, and Facebook posts and emails and things. So thank you. Those really cheer me up and make it feel like this podcast is not a horrible waste of my time and your ear space. So thanks for listening. Here is Bridget, my treasure. Bridget, my treasure.